another day, another big positive move for the Florida Gators football team. And we're going to talk about it only here on Locked On Gators. You are Locked On Gators, your daily podcast on the Florida Gators. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Locked On Gators, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On Gators your first listen of the day. We are available daily and free wherever you listen to podcasts. Happy Monday. I'm Brandon Olson. You can find me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. Find all my written work with whole nine sports or Giants Country of SI.com. Before getting to today's content, just ask you a like, subscribe, comment, review, whatever it is. Just help me make the show better for you. Let me let me make your experience better. Today, we're talking about Ricky Pearsall. We're spending the entire day talking about Ricky Pearsall and the impact that his commitment and transferring to the Florida Gators has on this Florida Gators football team this year and next year. Ricky Pearsall, of course, uh, out of high school, was a three-star wide receiver out of Tempe, Arizona, which Tempe is where Arizona State is, and that is where he was playing. Uh, He was a three-star. His rating is .8439. As a transfer out of Arizona State, he was still a three-star, but his rating was .8900, so he got considerably higher ranked. Still same star, but much closer to a four-star ranking when he transferred out of Arizona State. That is big. He he obviously, uh, Saturday, announced his commitment to the University of Florida, so he's going to be a Florida Gator. He will be immediately eligible. That is big for a Florida Gators team that, uh, it's been no secret the Florida Gators have been saying we need to add talent we need to add depth we need to add this we need to add that and that's what Ricky Pearsall is doing um I would expect immediate impact from Ricky Pearsall but we're talking about that more in the next segment but he he does add some um much needed speed to this team you know we, we've been talking about the receivers and I feel like I've been saying you know Trent Whitmore he's not blazing fast uh Justin Shorter not he's an ex receiver. He's a big dude. He's just gonna go make contested catches. Xavier Henderson, kind of an ex, but like not as physical, but not as fast. Um, to be a to be a deep threat receiver, really. Um, so so Ricky Pearsall adds some much needed speed. You know, we have Marcus Burke, we have Finley Graham, but they're still young. They might not be ready. Ricky Pearsall has had three years of college football experience with Arizona State. Um wildly inconsistent quarterback play during that time as well. But Ricky Pearsall throughout his three years at Arizona State in Tempe uh, had 61 career catches. 48 of those came this past season. 794 receiving yards, five receiving touchdowns. He also contributed a little bit as a runner, mainly on end arounds and stuff like that. But 10 carries for 78 rushing yards and two rushing touchdowns. And then he was three for three passing in his college career with 111 yards and one touchdown. Just saying, you know, obviously I'm not saying he should be quarterback, but just saying maybe maybe a trick play here or there. And he could be the guy we saw Florida do it last year with Dan Mullen. Could see it happen again with Billy Napier and Ricky Pearsall or, or any other option that we have on this team. Honestly, who cares? It's a trick play. You don't need a, you don't need a quarterback. Um, but, but Florida's adding a, I'll say mildly productive wide receiver to their team here, the, to their roster. Uh, it's also hard to be 
uh, super productive at Arizona State when you had Jaden Daniels as your quarterback, who of course is now at LSU. And I'll be honest with you guys, I don't, I don't know if I've said it here before, but I know I was unlocked on Sun Devils uh, two weeks ago, and I was very openly saying I am not a fan of Jaden Daniels. I don't, I don't think he's very good. Um, very happy that he transferred to LSU because again. I don't think he's very good, so so it's it's it makes me happy that they added the guy that they're like he's going to be our guy, and it's like, <laughs> did you want him to be your guy? Um, so there's that, but also with Ricky Pearsall being added to the Florida Gators, this is essentially a trade between the Florida Gators and the Arizona State Sun Devils. Uh, I, I, I jokingly tweeted it on Saturday. I was like, the Florida Gators and Arizona Sun Devils and Arizona State Sun Devils have agreed to terms on a trade where the Florida Gators will send quarterback Amory Jones, who of course was our starting QB last year for the huge majority of the year. And he is going to Tempe, Arizona now to be their starting quarterback. Uh, like most likely I'm almost definitely going to be the starting quarterback. Um, and wide receiver Ricky Pearsall is coming from Arizona state to the university of Florida. He's going to be in Gainesville, a Florida Gator. Uh, very excited to get him here. He, he's someone that, when I watched what I could watch from Arizona State, not super easy to get all 22 of uh, Pac-12 schools, but when I watched what I could watch of Arizona State, uh, he's someone who, you know, I, I don't think he'll ever be a thousand-yard guy, but he's a field stretcher. He's going to help this team. He's going to help probably be one of those motion guys that we're going to see a lot with this Billy Navier offense, which we had Seth Galina talk about last week from Pro Football Focus. We had Tyler Fornis talk about last week from NBC Sports Edge. We, we've had these guys talk about motion and, and trickeration and trickery, and Billy Napier wants to do this, and Billy Napier wants to do that. Ricky Pearsall, even if he's a decoy for much of the year, is going to hopefully contribute to this team, whether it's, again, as a runner, as a receiver, as a decoy, as, as a trick play guy, whatever it is. Uh, he, he's here. He's adding speed. He's adding something that... We don't have because, again, we'll talk more about this next segment, but while we've got fast guys, we don't have fast guys that are used to actually playing receiver, whereas Ricky Pearsall is experienced and fast and has played receiver specifically for a while. Uh, so that, that, that's one reason I'm very happy that Ricky Pearsall coming in. We know that he was down to a few schools, and Florida was kind of always, like pretty much once he hit the portal, people were like, Ricky Pearsall might like he very possibly could be a Florida Gator. Like that, that's something that's likely. And Florida kind of felt like the front runners the entire time. Um, when he went on his visit, before he went on his visit again, once he hit the portal, it was like, well, Ricky Pearsall could be a Florida Gator. And that seems like something that's very, very possible. And of course, voila, here it is. Uh, Ricky Pearsall is going to be a Florida Gator immediately and i'm very excited for it we're about to talk more about the impact that he could make this year but first i'm gonna talk to you guys about built bar because it is summertime i'm not gonna do the cat de luna line again don't worry uh or i guess why clef sean but yeah it, it's summertime uh it is hot right now i don't know if you can see it but i'm i'm kind of sweating a little bit right now <laughs> i'm under these lights uh but i'm trying to get my i'm trying to get my summer bod ready and the way i'm doing it is by eating built bar including it in my diet specifically the Built Bar Puffs, the cake batter ones, amazing. The brownie batter, also amazing. Like, like Built Bar is cooking with fire right now. Like I mentioned last week, one of my 
intros were like, oh, like, like you know that Lil Wayne lighter flick and you know things are happening? Billy Napier's doing that in recruiting. Bill Barr's doing that right now with their flavors. It, it is just awesome what they're doing. And they're also incredibly healthy, uh, coated in 100% chocolate, which is delicious, but uh, just 130 calories, four net carbs, 17 grams of protein. Built Bar is hitting on all cylinders right now. Uh, but they're always coming out with new limited time flavors as well, so you won't get bored of the same old thing. Use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off of your next order with Built or BuiltBar.com. Thanks again for making Lockdown Gators your first listen of the day. We are available daily and free wherever you listen to podcasts. Also, I know I'm usually irritating to listen to, and I feel like I sound nasally, um, which is just... It is what it is. Allergies are whooping me this year. Um, so that is what it is. Sorry about that. I have to up the dosage of the, of the allergy medication. Um, but we're talking about Ricky Pearsall here, and we're talking about the early impacts that he could have, not just on the field, but off as well, because Florida now has the number 17 class in the nation, when including transfers, the number 18 transfer class in the nation. Uh, so Florida has been adding guys, you know, I mean, you look at the transfer class this year and it's impressive. Honestly, who Florida brought in this year was impressive because, you know, you got Jack Miller the third who competing or competed for a starting quarterback job, depending on how you're going to look at it. You got Osiris Torrance, who is a phenomenal guard. He's probably going to be starting this year. You've got Jalen Kimber, who is competing for a starting corner spot. You've got Montrell Johnson as well, who's obviously another one of those Louisiana guys who came over and transferred when Billy Napier got hired here. And he's likely going to be a fairly productive running back we've seen him work in the system we know he could work in the system uh he's just doing it with a different team but like uh tyler forners mentioned it last week where it's like yeah well now he's going against sec defenses but he's also got an sec offensive line and and other sec talent around him so that kind of cancels itself out i guess um but there's also cameron waits who came over from louisiana who's not really projected to be a starter this year but could be eventually maybe at some point um so, so I mean, the transfer class this year has been amazing. I'm sure I forgot someone. I was just trying to go off the top of the head there. Uh, but Florida this season at receiver is projected to start Justin Shorter on one side, Xavier Henderson on the other outside, and then Trent Whitmore will likely be the primary slot receiver. Uh, I think that Ricky Pearsall could kind of slot himself in uh, right behind Trent Whitmore or at least at that level. You know, behind Trent Whitmore, there's Jaquavian Frazier, there's Marcus Burke, there's Dejon Reynolds, there's Jamarcus Weston, there's uh, Fenley Graham Jr., there's Khalil Jackson, there's Jordan Pouncey, uh, not including, you know, like, like Payday Douglas, who's going to be here this year. Um, I think Ricky Pearsall can kind of slot himself in right behind Trent Whitmore. Maybe in that 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 four to six bunch where it's like Jaquavian Frazier's, Marcus Burke, uh, Jamarcus Weston, like maybe there four to seven bunch with Dejon Reynolds added in. Um, so I, I I think that he's gonna bunch himself in there, but I think he might actually like kind of take that step above them just because he's got experience being a receiver, being productive in an Arizona State offense that was uh, lackluster. So I think that's I think that's going to be big for him to kind of be able to contribute and to participate early on in this offense and i i do see that a lot of people keep saying he's a slot receiver um like like fans and uh, other media i forgot who but other media also um were like oh like he might play primarily in the slot but he's not just a slot receiver i, th- I think people are kind of 
kind of selling him short there. Like, like you could look last year, he played 39.5% of his snaps in the slot. That is true. But 58.9% of his snaps came from playing out wide on either side, but came from playing out wide. So he's adding versatility in the sense of he's, he's, at, he's a speed guy who can contribute as a receiver, and he can contribute as a runner. He's a receiver that can play out wide, could play in the slot. He even took a couple snaps uh, in the backfield, and, and he took one snap, I think last season was one snap, uh, at QB. So like he, he's moved around a, a good amount. Like he, like He's not someone who you just go, he's a slot receiver. He's an outside receiver. He's someone who can work around a lot. And I think people often are also overlooking that, you know, Tyler Fornis talked about this last week, and I talked about this last week, and I think the week before as well, where Billy Napier likes to utilize a big slot receiver. So we could see Justin Shorter play in the slot a bit. We could see Xavier Henderson play in the slot more than we saw last year. And obviously that means that if we're having a big slot receiver, we got to have someone on the outside, right? And it doesn't have to be a big receiver outside. You could have a shorter receiver. I mean, Ricky Pearsall's, uh, I believe, six one and a half is what he's listed as. So you could have Ricky Pearsall out wide. You could have him in the slot if you want to. Yeah, that, that doesn't matter. But you need to have someone out wide if we're going to utilize that big slot receiver that Billy Napier likes to have. So I, I think people are kind of trying to pigeonhole into the the slot as a shifty type. And that's not always true, especially when you look at Billy Napier. He has a big slot receiver that he likes using. And so I think Ricky Pearsall could play out wide. He could play in the slot. You might say, you know, at the NFL, he's a more natural slot receiver. And that might be true. But we're not looking at the NFL. We're, we're, we're looking at how to win college football games right now. And so I, I think that Ricky Pearsall is one of those guys where you can utilize him in multiple ways. He could be a vertical threat for you because he's got the feel, He's got the speed to stretch that field. He could do it. We've seen him do it at Arizona State, and it's very hard to stretch a field vertically with uh, Jaden Daniels as your quarterback. We saw Ricky Pearsall work underneath at Arizona State, and he's one of those guys where when you get the ball in his hands, he... I, I I don't like making this comparison, but for Gators fans' purposes, he, he is like Kadarius Tony. He's not as shifty as Kadarius. I'm not saying that, but he's someone who you get the ball in his hands and he can make a play after that. He becomes shifty. He becomes a, a, a running back type. You know, the the Debo Samuel yards after catch-wise, the Kadarius Tony yards after catch-wise. He becomes one of those guys who can just create a play with the ball in his hands. That's why at Arizona State he got carries. That's why at Arizona State he got the ball underneath screens, short slants, drags, whatever, and you just let him make a play after that because he's got fantastic vision as a runner. He's shifty. He's not, you know, he, he's arm tackles might get him occasionally, but he's not someone that you just have to stick an arm out and you're going to make a tackle there. He's someone who's going to make defenses work. And he, he's, he's a threat. That's what he is. He's an offensive weapon is the term that I like using. So that, that's where Ricky Pearsall is. He's going to be playing receiver. He's going to be playing out wide in the slot. He's going to be moving around the formation a lot. I think he's someone who immediately could contribute as the wide receiver four. And honestly, he might end up being the second or third most productive receiver on this team, just given the fact that, you know, Justin Shorter and Xavier Henderson might not be getting deep shots that frequently but Ricky Pearsall might, so he could pick up the yards in a chunk. Um, and I think that's something that we're going to be looking at with Ricky Pearsall. I think we're looking at a home run hitter here who is going to play immediately, is going to have an impact immediately. And also at Arizona State, he returned kicks one year, well, yeah, I think it was one time. Uh, so he's 
I at least tried it before. It was solid return to, I think it was like 30 yards. Um, but we'll see. But I think he's one of those guys where you go get the ball in his hands and let him make plays. And I think that's what we're looking at when we see Ricky Pearsall and when we're watching Ricky Pearsall and when we can kind of talk about what to expect from Ricky Pearsall in 2022 and beyond. Cause he's got, I believe two or three years left of eligibility remaining. So he's someone who could be around, but we're about to talk about the more long-term future with Ricky Pearsall and other players that could be coming that are coming to the Florida Gators uh, in just a minute. But first, Today's episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of make and models, it's impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Uh, it's often pointless, and, and, and like, like they get so aggressive when they ask about the car type, and you don't know it. And it's like, I'm sorry, that's your job. Like, not to know my car type, but like, it's your job to know things. If I could, if I tell you what's wrong, um, so ha. Huh. But uh, you, you have computers with access or phones with access to rockauto.com at home, in your pocket, wherever it is, at work. You can save time and money when you use Rock Auto. Go explore their easy-to-use website today to find the solution to your auto part needs. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck, right? Locked on in their how-did-you-hear-about-us box so they know exactly who sent you. With amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the parts your car will ever need, visit rockauto.com. To wrap up today's show, we're talking about Ricky Pearsall long-term, and we're talking about just other Florida Gators receivers and kind of that receiver room long-term because uh, things are are going to change. Uh, That's just, that is what it is. You know, you look at this receiver room, and Justin Shorter is a redshirt senior, so he's almost definitely gone after this year. Xavier Henderson, if he has a year where he kind of makes more steps towards his potential, he might be NFL bound. He also just seems like one of those guys where we're watching him on Saturdays and we're like, yeah, he's making plays here and there. He's doing this, but like he's not doing anything exceptional. But when he gets the NFL, he's going to find more success. I don't know what it is when I watch Xavier Henderson. I feel that. Um, Trent Widmore, I mean, he's going to be here. I am 95% sure he's going to be here because I'd imagine he wants at least one year with his brother Creed, who's going to be in Gainesville next year. Uh, Jaquavian Frazier's is a junior, and, and pretty much everybody else behind them, it's like, your depth, you're going to be here. You're young, you're going to be here. Uh, maybe the only depth guy gone is Jordan Pouncey. He's a redshirt senior. I believe he's on his COVID eligibility year. Uh, so I don't think he has any more eligibility after this season, so he will be gone. Uh, but Ricky Pearsall, the door's, the door's wide open for next season. Ricky Pearsall to be a top two or three receiver on this team. Uh well, by top two, I mean one, two, three. You could be a top three receiver on this team somewhere. Uh, and I think that's important to talk about because Ricky Pearsall is not, he is an ad that can contribute immediately, but he's also an ad that can contribute in 2023, maybe 2024, again, depending on how the COVID eligibility all works out. Uh, because in 2020, he played four games, so that should be able to count as a redshirt year, in which case he would have this year. Uh, in which case he has two years played, so this year, next year, and then there's a COVID year, then three. Uh, but we've got 2022. There's only one receiver committed. It's the 6'3 receiver, Caleb Payday Douglas. He's the only wide receiver commit for 2022 for the Florida Gators. And he's someone that I like. I don't think he's going to contribute this year, maybe even not next year. 
but he's someone that I think eventually will contribute. I feel like he's another home run hitter type, long strider. But I again, I think he's going to be used maybe as that big slot. He could be the guy that replaces Xavier Henderson or Justin Shorter should they leave. And then 2023 is an interesting one because the Florida Gators have continued to be very active in this wide receiver uh, wide receiver recruiting room where we talk about last, – last week we had John Garcia on to talk about a few of the guys. I believe it was the – it was the Thursday episode, if you if you want to go back and check. I mean, I, he was here the whole time. It was great. But we talked about a few names of the Florida Gators adding at receiver because they are still very much in play for a lot of guys. They also have Tyree Patterson and Creed Whitmore for the 2023 class who are already committed. And here's what Sports Illustrated's director of football recruiting and lockdowns recruiting inside of John Garcia had to say about them. You, we were at a camp. I was with Zach Goodall, a colleague of mine at Sports Illustrated who covers the Gators. And we were at this Under Armour event in Orlando, and man, we just kept seeing the 6'3 receiver making plays. Uh, and then we saw Polish. He was an established route runner. And then we're like, what is the deal with this kid? And you look him up. He's from Eustis, Florida, where few people know kind of where that is uh, north of the Orlando area. But man, was he productive. Over 1,000 yards, double-digit touchdowns, really a smooth operator, even though he was the focal point of that offense. And you start to watch him more and more, and I'm like, I'm nudging Zach. I'm like, yo, I'm like, this guy can absolutely play. What is going on? I uh, had no Power 5 offers at the time. And, and, and then we talked to Chris Chambers, former NFL wide receiver, uh, who was coaching that day. And he's like, that kid has no Power 5 offers. I'm like, that's, that's what we're seeing right now. And he's like, that's going to change. And we're like, yeah, we agree. And we, we wrote about him and, and, and kind of praised him there. And boom, here comes Florida with a scholarship offer. He took a visit and, and that was kind of it. You know, he verbally committed and, and was kind of done with, with that part of the process. But people are still finding out uh, a little bit more uh, about him, uh, about Tyree. Uh, and I think as that continues, I do think he's going to continue to get opportunities. So for Florida to be, to be that first school at the Power Five level to jump in, I think that will be critical in this recruitment because UCF has since offered, Florida State is in contact, other schools are aware of this kid. So not sure if he's going to take visits elsewhere, but his profile athletically is rising. So for the Gators to get him on the commitment list early, I thought was was really smart because again, 6'3", 185 pounds. He's got that basketball frame, long arms, upside down triangle, body, broad shouldered, uh, but he's got polish too. He's not just this tall, raw basketball player looking to play football. He is a football player who happens to play basketball. And I think you can't have enough polish when you're, again, trying to overhaul an entire roster. So kids who can run a route um, and, and widen the catch radius at the same time are, are going to be that much more pushed forward, you know, in terms of playing sooner rather than later. So I'm looking forward to seeing him filling out his frame a little bit and polishing up even more before he gets to college. Yeah, and a versatile athlete, just like his big brother, uh, you know, coming out of high school. Uh, I think with, with Creed, you know, there's so much more competitiveness in his game. You know, he's not as tall, not as long, at least not yet, uh, at about six foot, 180 pounds or so. But man, this kid's playing quarterback, he's catching passes, he's playing safety at the high school level. You absolutely love that, not only level of conditioning and, and kind of, you know, understanding of how important it is to win on Friday nights, but you love that responsibility that he is taking on as a signal caller uh, who has other things to do on a Friday night. So um, big time playmaker, you know, you watch him and, and he's kind of easy to like uh, as a runner and honestly, as a passer, I mean, he, he kind of lit it up with Quan Lee 
last year um, at Buholz. So, you know, I think, you know, that that's something, hey, down the line, hey, worst case scenario, hey, you got another quarterback or potential quarterback <laughs> on the roster. We saw, you know, another great high school quarterback in Kadarius Tony on the last regime's staff utilized as a passer here and there. So uh, I'm not saying he's got the, the KT arm because I've seen him throw that thing 70 yards. But, you know, Creed can, can spin it enough to keep a defense honest. But obviously he's going to project as a wide receiver uh, where some of that competitiveness will certainly shine not only as a receiver but as a run blocker, as a physical player, which we get to see him uh, utilize on defense. It's probably not something we talk about enough in evaluating wide receivers, but I think that will be a strength in his game. And then watching him at quarterback, you understand, hey, after the catch – this kid is going to be special. He's instinctive. He's got great vision. He takes the right chances and he's got a little physicality to his game, despite not being the, the biggest wide receiver out there. So local get strong, get legacy, get those are other things that you have to do in recruiting. Um, easy to, to, to get the fan base behind that one. So uh, nice for the Gators to get him early too, because he, he wasn't just one of these legacies that, Hey, nobody wants everyone thinks he's going to Florida. So they're not even going to offer this kid was building uh, quite the offer list uh, as well. So, you know, the state of Florida is loaded at receiver, but getting a local one that others wanted, it, you know, feels good on the back end. So, you know, a good run here for the Gators uh, locally and, and throughout the state. And the Gators are still in on a lot of other high school recruits, like I mentioned, for 2023 and beyond. So Ricky Pearsall is the latest addition and probably the most immediate uh, impact add for Billy Napier at receiver. But the Gators are building a long-term plan at wide receiver, and they are not done yet. This is clearly a very important position of need for them, and they're going to continue to address it. Thanks for making Lockdown Gators your first listen of the day. Every day we are available daily and free wherever you listen to the podcast. We'll be back tomorrow with more on your Florida Gators. Full disclosure, I haven't decided what exactly we'll talk about specifically tomorrow, uh, but just know this week we got more scheme, we got more recruiting, and more awesome content. Now make your second listen, Lockdown SEC, hosted by Chris Gordy of Sports 790. Chris Gordy is a machine, man. I'm just going to let you know that now. He's a beast. Every episode is always awesome. He's talking about the Jimbo Fisher, Nick Saban beef, and, and, and he's getting into everything, and he's got pl- player interviews all the time. It's great. Like Chris Gordy is one of the best hosts on the network, and I love Lockdown SEC. For Lockdown Gators, I'm Brandon Olson. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. Find all my written work with Hold Nine Sports. That is W H O L E N I N E Sports and SI.com's Giants Country, and I will see you all tomorrow.